We have a saying around here. Oh, yeah? Yeah, no brains, no headache. <laughs> <laughs> well, hello, boys. What's up? What's up? Damn, son, where'd you find this? Welcome to No Brains, No Headache Podcast, episode 134. I'm Jordan Weichel, your host today, and I'll be joined by my longtime friend and co-host, Matt Cleary. On today's show, we start off with an interview featuring yet another Indiana-raised, Chicago-based comedian. Brian Deheer was nice enough to join us for about 30 minutes of discussion of his travels to pursue his comedy career and why jumping off an 18-foot deck may result in injury. We also reminisced on the time he dominated us in a trivia show and how far his team has advanced since. Big thanks to Brian for joining. After the interview, it's time for Cleary's Comments, the segment where we banter about randomness. We discuss our real estate futures and how to own a plot of land on the planet Mars, and much more. We finish up with Mini Helmet Fantasy Football Week 14 results and pick our lineups for Week 15. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Hey, if you enjoy the show, make sure you're following us on all social media platforms for extra exclusive content we share in between episodes, which drop every Tuesday. That's at NBNH Podcast. Make sure you don't miss any new episodes by hitting that subscribe or follow button for some mindlessly entertaining comedy. Episode 134 of No Brains, No Headache Podcast is a NBNH media production. Let's get it on. Okay. Let's party. All right, if you follow the show, you know who this guy is. He uh, bent us over a table, showed us the 50 states at Trivia. It's Brian Deheer. Deheer. I'm I, I'm to here right now, you know. I uh, I also want to die after saying that. <laughs> yeah. Well, so we met doing trivia, and I wanted to get kind of a a background of what you thought you were getting into when we showed up on the other screen doing trivia. So, dude, I they won't tell me who who we were going against, and. Like they just told us like your guys' first names and like they're like oh they you know they're they're ringers is what we were told so I Google <laughs> you guys' like first names because I didn't have the last name and there's actually actually a director duo in like Los Angeles that directs movies with both your guys' names that are like collaborators on numerous movies so I'm like holy shit they got <laughs> like Hollywood fucking directors to fucking go against us in movie trivia so i was fucking losing it well it's like uh, i googled matt and jordan turns out those <laughs> are pretty common names <laughs> and then how fast did you know that you were just gonna beat the doors off of us well, you guys had the microphone and we were talking about sound quality the sound quality on that episode and um we were, I was like, shit, man, they got microphones. But after we got rolling, <laughs> there was a pin one. And we were like, oh, pin. And then we were like, oh, shit. That was the very first question of battle. <laughs> yes. So pretty quick, you figured it out. In my defense, Jason Bourne killed the guy with a pen in the yes. first movie. Eli's been I... fucking up the questions every once in a while. So no, no blame. 
Yeah, Shout we out like to, to yeah, we just like to blame the the host of the show of Battle Fix Trivia, uh, and, and you, Eli. And, yeah, and, and you guys are still on a heater, aren't you, dude? It's <laughs> at this point we, we had to take a week off because like it's just getting a lot. Like I'm I'm I've been trying to do open mics recently because I'm in Chicago right now, and they're like, oh, can we do this? I'm like, I think I should focus on the open mics, but you know, I'll do it real quick, and then I'll go to an open mic. But I mean. It's just it. It's really fun being able to like still do it and stuff. But like, someone should beat us at some point soon, please, man. <laughs> uh, I mean, other than like just tanking to lose, I mean, it's it's gonna be hard for you guys to lose because your partner Ryan, who that was really confusing by the way, you guys have yeah. rhyming names, are just. I feel like he's like a savant. He was just throwing shit out there, and it's like I haven't even seen that movie or heard of it. Yeah. I don't know, dude. They have uh, fucking last week. Is it cool if I cuss on that? Yeah, yeah you can okay, say whatever cool. you want. Last okay. week, bitches. No, <laughs> no, that's good too. No, last week. Um, have you seen? Uh, no, it was like who's the actor from 1917, Captain or Captain Fantastic, and some other movie? And it's like he's like an up and coming actor, and it's like George. I knew his first name was George, but like that's like a not a big name person. I was like, damn, bro, they're really bringing out some tough ass questions i mean uh how do you like how do you know a ton about movies you just watch a shitload of movies or well yeah so not to be sad or anything but growing up i didn't have a whole lot of friends so i used to just watch a shit ton of movies and like the characters were almost my friends and what i would do is i would just like watch a movie or my dad would be watching a movie and i'd be at the laptop and i'd just be like googling the people from the movie and i go like down a trail of who everyone who was in that movie and then the years and like all that other stuff it's kind of like how i got started into like becoming a film major that was kind of like the road it started off as uh when you preface something with not to be sad that was probably one of the saddest things that we've heard <laughs> on this podcast that was pretty sad <laughs> yeah Hey, but it made me really good at movie trivia. <laughs> yeah, one thing led to another. We'll we'll be your friends despite the ass kicking <laughs> and battle flicks. I I kind of want to go back on, but I want to get a team name. But I want to be like the Make a Wish Foundation or something like that. So whoever plays us is just like Who uh, the hell are Matt's these guys? gotta find a new partner because after the last showing, I think I found a new partner. So. I felt like <laughs> you guys. Is- <laughs> morale went down so quickly i felt bad because like the well, pen and the number was like shot down i'm like come on guys that that's what did it i'm a pretty negative person i don't handle adversity very well and the when matt is confident in the first question and is completely wrong i'm like dude like and, and thinking back on the question i was like we could have broke it down a little bit and like really gave a good guess but no pen no pen you guys also came out pretty hot with like the sweatbands on and everything. And I was like, damn, these guys are ready to go. <laughs> I, I was legitimately sweating. So the sweatband was actually needed. It was a necessity. Yeah. Um. So since then, this is about six weeks ago. Since then, you've since moved to Chicago. Why yeah. the move? So my, my life's in a very interesting spot at the moment. I've been kind of just bouncing around. Uh, I was in LA before we did our show and then I went back to Indy for a bit and then I'm in, I've been in Chicago for about like two months. So I've just been kind of bouncing around testing the waters. I feel like my end goal was probably like somewhere in New York or Austin in terms of where I can 
pursue comedy, acting, and film, those three. I mean, it's a lot, but I mean, I feel like one of those two cities would fit my personality, but also fit what I'm trying to chase after. That's awesome, man. You got to go out there and chase your dream. We always have guests on our podcast from all over. It seems like a lot from L.A. and New York because we go after a lot of comedians or sure. uh, actors or aspiring actors. So uh, that's awesome, man. Good luck on everything going forward. You got to right. put yourself out there. It's not the easiest thing to do. Yeah, dude. I've been sleeping on couches. Dude, I've been a vagabond for four months now. I've been sleeping on so many couches and so many just like, oh, you're not there. Are you going to be out of town? I'll sleep in your bed real quick for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> we've all been there i lived on an air mattress for like two months of my life one time and it's not too bad you get used to it i mean just like the the i don't know the there's i don't know i enjoy the uncertainty of things sometimes sometimes it can seem a bit overwhelming but at the same time it can be like you have to see the enjoyable part of it too so i gotta i gotta ask somewhat of a tough question here maybe an uncomfortable one how do you how do you pay for everything how does you how do you get from a to b how do you buy your food so you can survive every day for sure. So, um, in LA, what I, I was, <laughs> yeah, I'm a gigolo baby. Um, <laughs> no. So, uh, in college I was a bartender. So I saved a bunch of money to go out to LA, which I feel like I didn't really have a good plan. I was kind of like, just get an Airbnb with a friend and see if I liked it. And I fucking hated it. So I was like, all right, I, if I would have just gone to New York or Austin with that money I had saved up, that would have been a lot better, but I, I lost a bunch of it, but I gained a lot of experience by fucking driving out to Los Angeles on my own and then driving back for someone who hasn't like traveled a whole lot. That was a big step for me. And then I went back to Indy for a bit. And then I worked at my old college bar, like two, three shifts, saved up enough money, stayed with friends here, got a job in Chicago. So I've been kind of building up that savings again for maybe a possible jump in the future somewhere else nice we gotta save away man that's smart matt and i just i don't know rely on selling like old baseball cards if we ever get hungry you need some beer <laughs> in the studio pull something off the wall sell it. <laughs> i will say i um i've been working on this new bit i don't know i tried it out on stage and ate shit but i'm like some people <laughs> gamble some people invest in stocks but my form of like gambling and investing is i like to go to the baby gap and i like to try to guess by the what clothes babies are being forced to wear whether they're going to be like doctors or professors or like divorced dads of four you know <laughs> that really all right top oh, yeah <laughs> either <laughs> so, so like when you're doing these open mics how often are you just having these jokes that just lampoon oh dude i've been up until like last week i was on just like a shit eating tour is what it felt like honest to god dude like Doing the mics in LA, it's it's it was the first time because I came from very Bloomington, Indiana, which is where I, I went to college at IU. They have a really really good like club there that like a lot of big names go to. So like every time I did stand up there, it was very very big crowd, and I wasn't really used to like small crowded rooms. So when I went to LA, I did some mics with just like straight comics, which are some of like the toughest people to make laugh at an open mic. So I just eat shit there all the time. I come to Chicago. And I'm still kind of in this, like, they're mostly just comics again, but like a few people, audience members, but you're still eating shit. And you're, I'm trying to do new jokes instead of just like relying on the comfortable classic ones I've, you know, made in the past. But I learned a lot by going to LA and talking to those comics because those are guys who have been doing it for like a year, but they've been on like every day. 
for a year, which is like how you get better. And for me, I've been doing it for like very, very much so on and off for about like five years, very on and off. And like doing on and off for five years is almost equivalent to doing one year, like nonstop. So like these guys are maybe not even that equivalent, but these guys are like killing it, like doing it one year. But like you just have to be very consistent with it is what I've learned. I like I've noticed that. Uh, so we've done it like three times yeah. and we like hosted our own show because there's absolutely nothing comedy wise in North Dakota. Gotcha. <laughs> and uh, there was this one comedian like, like five or six episodes ago, Danny Rathbun, that we were talking to. And he's like, oh, I don't know. I've kind of slowed down. I've only been doing it like four or five times in a week. And I was like, that seems like a shitload. <laughs> No, so there was a dude in LA I was talking to. I think he'd been doing it for like two years at the point. Funniest, one of the funniest people I saw out there. He was like, Yeah, I, I go up 10 times a week. And I'm like, Holy shit. And like, that's how you, he's like, Do two a night on the weekdays, I think is what he said. And he was probably one of the, like the funniest people I, I met out there. But like, just that mentality of it, especially coming up from Indiana and like a college town, I, I was doing school and like max you could get was maybe like, while being in Bloomington and not really focusing on school and comedy was a bit tough. So it was like maybe twice every two weeks or something like once a week, something like that, if you're lucky, but definitely being in these, these cities makes you, you, you have no excuse because there's so many mics around and with you guys being in North Dakota. Yeah. Fucking starting up your own mic is amazing. Cause like, I mean, I wish I would have done that in Indiana because, like, that would have been, like, some a better way to get, like, stage time. Because, like, you can write all these jokes down, but, like, they're not going to mean shit. Or you're not going to get – these jokes aren't going to, like, form into something if you don't get them on stage. Is Indiana and, like, Indianapolis in particular, is that, like, a hotbed for comedians? Because I think you're probably, like, the fifth comedian from Indiana we've had on. I mean, we're in the Midwest, so, I mean, basically just – you have to be either a drunk or be funny or a drunk and being funny. <laughs> Those are two options, but um, no, uh, the comedy attic in Bloomington is where I kind of got started off and open mics there. And they, they, they just opened up a helium in Indianapolis a couple of years ago, which is really a big kind of um, club scene there. I don't know. It, it's definitely not as big as like the, chicago's or new york or la or austin but i mean it's it's definitely a good it's definitely a good city for comedy for sure you ever walk in and just see the crowd and you're like this is gonna fucking suck dude i did and um yeah for sure um there was one one time i was doing this ikea joke about how everyone needs to stop going on first dates to ikea and how it's i don't know how i branched off into this but i started talking about how like it's only cool to go to Ikea is like the only reason I'm going to give you guys my worst fucking joke. So this <laughs> no, no, that's what, that's what goes well. <laughs> no. So uh, the, I somehow end up at the premise of like, the only reason that it would be cool to go to Ikea is if you're a chair and like being a chair, going to Ikea is like going to the Met Gala or something. <laughs> I did it for like an elderly crowd and I like, <laughs> ate shit so hard. <laughs> Do you ever just like when that happens? Sometimes do you ever just say like "Okie dokie," onto the next joke. Oh, that, easy, that gets dude. a laugh. Yeah, I, I mean, so I don't even do it for the laugh at that point. I do it like when I'm up there and I'm bombing. I kind of have to laugh at myself because I'm like, this is the worst feeling in the world. The only way I can make it better is if I kind of laugh at myself. And like, dude, eating shit is like, oh, dude, it sucks so much. And yeah, it makes, but like, that's the thing. 
I ate shit so much and I had like a decent show this past the decent mic this past week and like decent wasn't like but like that good but like those decent shows like holy shit I feel so much better after that like I don't want to die yeah <laughs> where's Brian he's in the bathroom you just hear a gunshot <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean you have a lot of like self-deprecating humor and i I think I finally found a person that hates themselves just as much <laughs> as I hate myself. Dude, I don't know how people can have self-confidence in this world, bro. It's bonkers. <laughs> it's true. I, yeah, I, I don't get it. Like, you walked up and, like, people are clapping. You're like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I suck. I like, always no. think it's, it's really fun to, like, start off really aggressive because sometimes at open mics, people are, like... I've done this myself a few times, kind of like being a bit quieter because they're a bit nervous. Because like it, being up on a new stage, it can be a bit nerve wracking. But just going like, hey, I'm a fucking asshole or just like coming up and kind of like going quickly to the mic is what I've kind of enjoyed doing. Because it kind of like eases the crowd out a little bit. And I feel like once you get that first laugh is when you can kind of like start rolling with it. You know, you don't feel as nervous. Yeah, I can. I get that. I mean, I was I'm always like nervous. I fucking sweat my hands sweat all the time. So like make sure you grab the mic and take it off the stand. And like, I like look at my hands, I'm like my hands are so sweaty. I'm like, yeah. I can't take the mic off. That thing's <laughs> going to be like a flubber and just, boink. but I was like, uh, no, I'll just leave it on the stand for now. Some people do like, if, if you like adjust it and like, you're just kind of like standing and talking, you use like a lot of hand gestures. I've seen a lot of comics do that, but I will say the best advice that I, when I was like, I mean, I'm still fucking, you're always learning with stand-up and shit like that. But uh, an older comic at in Bloomington told me, he's like, it doesn't really matter what the crowd thinks. As long as you are going to go up there and you know that you're going to have fun and, like, this is what you want to do, that's all that really matters, dude. Like, it doesn't matter if they laugh or not. You're getting to be on stage and tell jokes, what you love doing. And something that I've learned on my own is I was, like, they always do, like, a, a summer show in Bloomington at the comedy club down there and there's one show where i was like all right i i killed the first week moved on to the second week and right before i got on stage like i was hyping my i was hyping myself up because it's like a sold out crowd like 200 people which is insane that's i love like bigger crowds rather than smaller ones so you like you hype yourself out and then like right before i get on stage i'm like oh i'm gonna shit the bed <laughs> <laughs> I, it was the most one of the worst bombs i had it in front of a very large crowd but like you have to want to go up on stage because right before i wanted walking on stage i was like oh i don't know if i want to go on stage right now like you have to be like oh fucking get me on that stage right here right now like that type of energy you have to have you almost need to hire a hype man yeah <laughs> <laughs> you're just listening to like audio tapes from like 1980 like you can do this you're the <laughs> best that, well, uh, the, those exercise ones like you got it you got it. yeah <laughs> i always like to go with the uh attitude and matt and i have kind of adopted this of like you know when we prep for our shows they're a little less uh like pop-up where you know or like we kind of know when our show is going to be yeah. we have plenty of times to prep so we've been backstage a couple of times at our one venue and kind of look at each other as we're looking at our notes and it's like you either know your jokes or you don't so yeah. i quit worrying so much about it have a drink calm down but most of the times like right when you get done you just it's like it's like getting done with a workout you just feel really good you feel good about yourself it's it's probably the feeling that we're always after am i right yeah 
what's what's your guys' like process like do you guys like bounce your jokes off of each other a lot and kind of like give each other like hey this might work differently there or like this pointer here or is it more kind of like a solo type of like writing thing i mean we definitely like say our jokes to each other but then we'll help kind of like add to it gotcha for sure. and then maybe like twist it a little bit like you could say this here and it would be better or something but i've come fast to learn that what you think is a punchline to a joke people don't find as funny as like a thing you randomly say at the beginning of the joke people just yeah. burst into tears and then you say the punchline is just fucking crickets yeah it's it's sometimes it's difficult since we have like a podcast as well we've done a weekly episode for well over a year now haven't missed one so that's kind of our priority so it's like oh man this is a funny story or funny joke kind of have to ask yourself do i add it to the joke list or do i add it to my podcast uh, material for the next episode and usually you know to answer your question for me at least the process kind of figures itself out where it's like yeah well, this punchline or this joke or this little story would do way better in a stand-up setting whereas a podcast you can it's a lot different so kind of try to pick and choose and then if you get low on jokes sometimes i just go back to my old podcast material and be like oh yeah. that, was, that was hilarious let's talk about feeding the fan like that was funny like for sure college stuff what did i do in college everybody seems to think that's funny i actually have a a great question for you brian um yeah. so your name's brian which sounds like a 55 year old or 50 year old <laughs> dude and then the first time we met you brought up uh it's a wonderful life <laughs> so are you secretly just a twelve thousand year old person dude i'm one of those people who believe that yeah i was uh, i'm reincarnated into this form man like i was actually a um i was a pa back in the 1940s and like i couldn't go to war because i i i had a foot i had a foot issue where i i had foot aches so i could only really pa on films but i couldn't go to a fight in world war ii so that was that was my past life i was a so former brian was a draft dodger got it <laughs> with a bum foot <laughs> yeah <laughs> You're like one of those guys like, oh, shit, I might get drafted. Hey, see that pipe over there? I'll give you a, a hot dog if you just smash my leg in. Everyone named Brian is born 40 years old. <laughs> uh, dude, there was one time where I was with another Ryan and another Brian. And this is what when we, uh, Ryan, my other friend, we, we when we first met you guys, I was at a bar with two, a Ryan and a Brian, and the, someone introduced all three of us next to each other. Like, this is Brian, Ryan, Brian. They're like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah, just a guy has a stroke. You just <laughs> his face. Just, <laughs> I mean, you, yeah. you went to the University of Indiana, which I have to be just, it has to be a total. Indiana, Indiana University, buddy. Oh, 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 you guys suck at everything. <laughs> sure, hey, top 15 for basketball this year, baby. You know, yeah, whatever. It's... You got cool warm up pants, I guess. <laughs> uh, that had to have been an absolute shit show, dude. It was, um, it was fun. It was really, really fun. I will say that I was thinking about trying to go to Boulder, Colorado, because like that's just like oh, amazing. But I don't know. My majority of my family went to IU. My grandpa actually played basketball at IU. So listen to this bullshit. My grandpa was six ten. My dad is six six, and then I was supposed to be like the tallest of the family. At like I was supposed to be like six six or something like that. I at seventeen years old I jump off an eighteen foot deck, land straight legged, 
and break my back. So now I'm only six foot one, but like I have like the feet of I have like size 13 feet and like like I, I just got screwed because my okay. my sister's six foot, brother's six three. I was supposed to be, you know, the 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 the, the tallest of the family, dude. Let's back up there. <laughs> why did you jump off a deck? <laughs> and then why did you land straight legged? All right. So I I I still haven't been able to turn this into a stand-up bit because it would be like 15 minutes long. <laughs> but, um, so I was at I was at a, a friend's house and we weren't even drinking, which was like the worst part. And there was this like deck up, and there was kind of like this this grass hill going down to like this big lake. And I was up there with like two two cool kids from our school. And then one of them was like, you know what? Our dads used to jump off things higher than this. And then the other guy was like, yeah, man, our dads used to jump off shit all the time. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, both your dads are dead. (laughs) (laughs) And then they're like, all right, man, let's go check out the lake. And I like start heading towards like the back door because there's no stairs going down. They're like, no, man, let's just jump. Let's just jump like our dads would have done. Like, who is your guy's fucking dad? Is it Superman? He's just fucking levitating down. And then the first guy jumps and he like rolls and he's like a shorter dude. And he's like, dude, it's a lot higher than we thought it was. But me and the other guy look at each other. We're like, no, we're still doing it. So he jumps and I jump right after him. I think he rolls, but I'm not very coordinated. So I land completely straight legged. All the force comes up and cracks my L3 and I'm on the ground and then the muscles I'm on the ground. But like when you break that part of your body, because all the nerve endings to your legs go through your L3. So the muscles around my L3 are spazzing. So I'm spazzing on the ground. And then these two kids are like, oh, dude, it's fine. It's probably just like a muscle spasm or something. So they start (laughs) moving my legs around in circles to stretch me out. I'm like, these kids are the cool kids. Like, have you ever met the kid whose who's dad is a doctor? He's like, get back. I can fix this. These are these kids doing that shit. Dude, my dad's a doctor, and I would never fucking do that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, dude. Yeah, that's my near-death story, I guess. So, like, what happened shortly after that? Was it... Uh... So, I uh, they, they end up bringing me into the house. And, like, there's... there's uh, girls there and like i was i had i just lost a bunch of weight and stuff so i'm like oh man they're gonna see me with a broken back or like i, I thought i was fine so i then I go through shock and I, there feels like there's cones over my ears and it feels like everyone's talking like i'm like oh dude something's really fucking wrong with me and then they end up putting me in a car my car driving me back to my mom's house and they're like they drop me off and i tell my mom yeah i just I, I, I fell over fell over like a five foot fence or something like that. I, I just bullshit it completely. And then I thought I'd be fine in the morning, but during the middle of the night I lose feeling in my legs. So I was like, Mom, I might need to go to the ER. And then <laughs> they take me to the doctor's office or the ER. And the dude's like, he comes back with the results. He's like, All right, so your L3 is like a hard cookie. And what you did with it is you took a hammer to that cookie and it shattered everywhere. So I was in a back brace for three months and I'm six foot one instead of six, six, man. I imagine <laughs> you in the hospital when you can't feel your legs. I just imagine that scene from Talladega Nights where he takes a knife out and you're like, I can't feel my legs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm imagining the doctor being like, you know, 
there's a chance you'll never walk again. You're like, but am I going to be 6'6 or not? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll be 6'6 in the wheelchair, man. Yeah, just give me the bad news now, Doc. <laughs> am I going to be the height I want to be or paralyzed? Cause... What's the worst ER story that you guys have? Have, have you have you ever been to the ER? I got, I got one. I've been there like once. Nothing too fancy, uh, really. I accidentally oh. shot my an EpiPen through my thumb and then it went through the bone and bent and I couldn't pull it out and I was home alone and I was like probably full 13. I'm really uncomfortable right now. And I yeah, <laughs> call, I, I like couldn't call both my parents, couldn't get a hold of them. So I called the ambulance and I was just sitting without a shirt on just out front with this fucking needle sticking through my thumb and like the ambulance get there and they're like, Hey, uh, can we, uh, We'll just take you in. And I was like, can you just pull it out? And they're like, no, we can't do that. They like hooked me up to a heart monitor and they're like, your heart's beating really fast. And I was like, okay, two things. <laughs> I just had like a hundred milligrams of straight adrenaline yeah, dude. pumped into my system. And two, I have a full blown needle through my thumb. <laughs> and then they go to the hospital and they're like, oh yeah, it's bent. We can't really pull it out now. And they're like, see if you can find like someone from maintenance with a big pliers. And I was like, okay, so we're going to go to the janitor to see if we can get the hospital. Does it have the <laughs> equipment yeah, on thinking, hand? Is this that what they would just, like, go to hospitals were like? <laughs> yeah. A, yeah. And then I like, they just pull it out. And I'm like, wow, that kind of sucked. And yeah, I mean, that's my ER story. And then he walked home. <laughs> <laughs> I think like one of the docs like knew my dad. And then my dad just came and showed up, picked me up. Went there home. you go. I um I actually had to go again this past year because I thought I busted a testicle. Okay, busting a nut. I've done that, <laughs> and it didn't require yeah, an yeah, emergency room term, visit. That's it. <laughs> how, how do you bust a testicle? I saw too many people doing hip thrusts at the gym. I was like, let me give that a shot. Oh. You know, I, I thought I had a fat ass, but I just have a weak sack. <laughs> You busted a testicle doing hip thrusts. All right, hold on. I didn't say it was fine. I it was just bruised. Um, I thought I busted it, but it was bruised testicle. Did you like put the bar on your sack? I don't even know what happened. Like, did you just I go just, like slam your nuts in a door? <laughs> like, how... I was in the shower and I saw it, and it was just like it looked like this is a lot. I, I just wrote a stand up bit about this, but it it it, it looked a lot like. Rocky and Adrian at the end of Rocky One. Like Rocky's just beat the shit and then Adrian's hugging them. And like that's what my balls look like. One was just like beat the shit and the other one was just trying to comfort the other one. Your your good ball was trying to comfort your bad yeah. ball, and then your shaft was like, get me away from this. <laughs> that's and then your butthole was like, this sucks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I had yeah, a friend dude, that was on a podcast, man, just talking about my balls again. Yeah. I had a friend that was surfing in Hawaii and he cut his balls on a reef oh. and he had to get his balls stitched up. Jesus oh. Christ, dude. I'm uncomfortable Ugh. again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that didn't happen to me, dude. That would fucking suck. God. I got, a, I got a question for you. Yeah. Uh, Big sports fan? Yes or no? Yes, sir. Yeah. I mean, what's, what's your team's like? With with basketball, it's IU for sure. Basketball, basketball is built different. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I see that you guys are Chicago fans. Or is that a Bills? Are you an OJ Simpson fan? <laughs> I'm an OJ Simpson fan, not a Bills fan. 
But um, no, I uh, no, I you basketball Pacers Colts, so we're all pretty meh. Uh, IU basketball is good this year. Pacers are decent, but Colts, we need to fucking draft a quarterback, dude. They had Carson Wentz. They had it all figured out. Yeah, man. We had him for a bit. Who, who's your guys' football team? Bears? Well, well I got to ask you, since you're a Colts fan, and I know uh, why it's a Vikings fan, uh, as am I, they play each other this Saturday at noon. This episode will be out in time, so can we get a, a live prediction here of Colts-Vikings? I want us to lose so we can get a better draft pick. And I mean, I, I also are... want the Colts to lose. <laughs> <laughs> We're on the same page. <laughs> I also like to I'm... live dangerously. <laughs> uh, no, dude, I think the Vikings are frauds, though. Okay. They're frauds. Don't act yep. like they aren't frauds. All right. But no, yeah, they'll still beat us, thankfully, hopefully. All right. There I you have it. I'm not sure which quarterback I want, though, from the draft. Because Bryce Young, I feel like we could suck another year. And just draft Caleb Williams because I feel like all the other teams are going to draft a quarterback that'll be fine. But we'll be you could do what my uh, Carolina Panthers do and just like, hey, this guy was drafted pretty high. Let's <laughs> trade for him. <laughs> Colts do that too, but like they're like he was drafted high ten years ago. <laughs> yeah, let's pick up Philip Rivers' dead body for one more year. <laughs> let's weekend at Bernie Philip Rivers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we have much more for you, but. Thanks for coming on No Brains, No Headache podcast. I appreciate you guys. This was really fun, man. Is it, dude, it flew by. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. you guys. Thank you. I appreciate it. Time for Cleary's comments this week. Now, that's the segment where Matt and I, we go back and forth and we banter just about random things. Never have really much clue as to what's going to come out of each other's mouths. Makes for a great time before we get into it. Always got some opening chatter here. As always, I'm joined here with my co-host, Matt Ongo the art collector Cleary here. First of all, Matt, welcome to the show. Second of all, how are you? Thank you for having me again. Welcome. And I had some B plus nachos last night, so I'm doing really well. Yeah, Matt ate an entire plate of nachos last night and then promptly tapped out for the rest of the evening uh, just because he had a lot going on in the old DT, meaning digestive tract. Yeah, they're, they're top two nachos in the city of Bismarck right now. I'm compiling a list. It's not going well, but I've had a lot of nachos. Let me throw something by it. Don't you just love it when we see people out in public and they're always like, oh, no podcast today, huh? And it's like, did you think all we do in our free time is just to just press record? I mean, thanks for listening, but can, is, can a guy not go get a beer and just hang out, have a day off? It's an hour and a half a week. Do you think that we just record for 72 hours a week and then yeah. cut that up? and Spend no, 72 pretty- hours recording and then 72 hours cutting it up and editing it? Not really the most effective business model there, but hey, to each their own. Also, real quick, Matt, I got to say, you've really taken a leap lately in producing our content lately, so I just want to say, because I don't say it enough, I'm proud of you. You're doing a great job. Thank you. I have a new joke I want to run by you. Okay, great. So my joke that I've been doing a lot lately is someone will get there and like be hanging out for a while. They'll get up to go to the bathroom, and I'll be like, who the hell is that? Thinking it's funny, and it lands maybe like once every 12 times. Um, my new joke... The joke is so old. Oh, yeah. My new joke is when I see a news article or someone says, like, yeah, this guy like fired a bunch of shots into a crowd or fired a flaming arrow into a crowd, and... I go, wait, you can't do that? Uh, One that landed really well this week when I was talking with some people was a lady had 
The news article was titled, Nurse Accused of Amputating Patient's Foot Without Permission Banned from Being a Caregiver. And I was like, wait, you can't do that? Got a bunch of laughs. Why is the nurse doing the amputation? I don't know. That's <laughs> like, I wanted to read a lot more into that article. And then, like, the other part of it just says, one nurse described it as, quote, unquote, weird. It's like, wow, you really went all out on that. It's like, wait, why are you guys giving me anesthesia right now? Like, what am I going <laughs> under for? Oh, you're amputating my leg? Out. Why do you have an old saw with you? <laughs> I don't know. An old rusty saw. Got to watch out for the jokes. I told you about my experience the other day uh, out in public, out and about, and uh, I, I even tried to recover with a little joke I've been working on lately as I said it after my Just joke didn't land. Buried myself even further. But that's what we should do right now in Cleary's comments. Let's just verbally harass each other back and forth. You got something about daily routines going on. Yep. I'm here to I'm, I'm I'm here for it. Okay. So a big thing that you see on TikTok, Instagram is like, hey, this is my daily routine as a fitness instructor, real estate agent, what have you. I ran across one that was like, Hey, this is my daily routine as a college student. And let me let me see if this reminds you of anything that we did in college ever. Okay. Get up at 6 a.m. and work out. Eat breakfast at 7.30. Nope, still sleeping. Go to class from 9 to 2. That might be the most reasonable thing on that right there. Eat a late lunch. Can't you just call it lunch at that point? I mean, isn't lunch just whenever you have it? Yeah. I'm, I'm if saying. we're going by a schedule, why do we have to throw in a late lunch? Why are we bringing those negative words into our positive schedule? Study. Yeah. Go for a run. What? 6.30 night class, 10 p.m. bedtime. So you know from like 8 to 10, just hitting the well, old bed sheets. Night class could be like till 9.30. It's usually like three hours long. I guess since it's night class. But like that's, I would sleep until like 10, sleep through my 8 and 9 a.m. class. I think like the only 9 a.m. class I ever had was my first semester freshman year, and I had it with my roommate. So it was kind of like, and, and the funny part is you, we never held each other accountable. <laughs> it was either we both went or we both skipped. Like there was no, there was really no in between. But what can you do as biology? It fucking sucked. What can you say? Which daily are, routines are ridiculous. Yeah, and honestly, I had a, like a full pass to the cafeteria, and I think I went to breakfast maybe twice. The weirdest, the most awkward thing, Matt, was when I would come hang out at your um, fake college hook em, hooks up, arg. Um, when I'd come hang out and, like, you're drinking or whatever, doing whatever, and then it's like, oh, everybody's hungry all of a sudden. Oh, but you have to stay back here because apparently you can't just have anybody in the cafeteria, and then you guys would bring me back food. But it'd be a really weird, like, 20 minutes just hanging out in somebody else's dorm room by yourself. Had some pretty weird thoughts. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, like, uh, nothing about this was, like, limbo time of, like, go to class from 9 to 2, eat a late lunch, study, go for a run. Mine is, like, go to class from 9 to 10, or, like, 9 to 11, maybe, and then take a four-hour nap. Yeah, good old days of pretty much just napping every day. I remember at one college house I lived at with a few fellas, uh, we had two really, oh, we actually had three, but two in the living room. Uh, recliners and these aren't just any recliners okay these are like the big ones they're like salmon color like you see your little thing over there it's that color those are that color it's very salmony and they were you know like late 90s early 2000 model so really sturdy when you you know when you went back and then 
You could even crank all the way back where at one point you're in a decline where like your feet are higher than your head. <laughs> That's rare. So what I was trying to say is basically, you know, afternoon hits, we're all kind of done with our morning, early afternoon classes. Good chance that you'd see both those recliners occupado and we're watching reruns of Jeopardy. I mean, it's like, fuck, I'll go to my bed and take a nap like a normal person. But then I was always the person who, like, I never wanted to miss out on the party. So if, like, I heard somebody out in the living room, like, even just watching, like, Pawn Stars or something, I'm like, well, I'm going to go hang out with them in the living room, you know, see what's up out there. Talk to them about their major that I have no fucking clue <laughs> what they're talking about ever. Yeah. Well, and then, too, I was a business major, which is basically, like, college that i went to is like do really you have a pulse yes here's your diploma here's <laughs> yeah, your degree like, i don't really know what i want to do with my life but i go to business classes which is basically life it's like all the hockey players up at und <laughs> university of north dakota just communications communications and then like the occasional like management which actually is a pretty tough major at that school, a lot more requirements than everything They were management else. and then switched to me. Yeah, communications. then switched to communications. <laughs> it's just like, okay, these guys can uh, walk and chew gum at the same time. Congratulations, here's your degree. What um, else do you got for I mean, routine? I was like, a t 10 a.m. or like 10 p.m. bedtime. Yeah. I don't think I ever went to bed. I mean, you're sharing a room with someone. Yeah. Or you're at like a house where something's going on. If I went to bed like before 11, it was unreal gator don't play no shit oftentimes since we're on the subject once again it wouldn't be very holding each other accountable because my roommate and i would be like oh yeah let's just watch a movie before bed and i remember distinctly one time we started watching like jackass 2 next thing you know we're both just rolling of laughter jackass even flared four. up <laughs> yeah. even flared up jackass 3 right after and then next thing you know, it's like three in the morning on like a Tuesday night. Like, okay, we're not going to class tomorrow now, right? And it's like, well, yeah, <laughs> I wasn't going to go. You're not going to go. But the sad thing is like skip class. You'd skip class, but it's like literally I had to get up for 50 minutes, go to a class, and I could come back and go right to bed. And I would just be like, nah, never mind. Is that in your dormitory? Or because yeah. where your fake college is located is uh, way out of town. It's yeah. just, and it's a by design. And I don't kind know if cult. I've, I've told this story before, but... Like, you, you ever think you got your education from a cult? I mean, part of it, <laughs> yeah. Um, but there was times, like, it would be cold out, and I would drive out, and, like, by the business school, there's no parking. <laughs> and if I couldn't find a good parking spot, I would literally just turn around and drive home. <laughs> like, I'd be like, nah, never mind. There's nothing in the rule book that says you can't play drunk. <laughs> or, or if I had a test, I would, t I would... My car, the truck I was driving... At the time, I didn't have to have the keys in it to have the hazard lights on. So I'd park in those lanes that are right next to the handicap stall that have the stripes on them and just have my hazards on. Go in, take the test for like 30, 40 minutes, come out, get in my car and leave. And, I mean, it's it's a nice truck. It's a decent truck, but nothing. nobody's going to steal the truck. No. Just leave the truck alone. And I never put on my, like... This is my, like, because they could charge your account then if they had, like, everyone was supposed to have, like, a sticker on it. And I never put that on, so, like, they couldn't ever do anything. So I would just park illegally all the time. It's a crock of shit, if you ask me. But Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. daily routines, uh, that's not realistic. If you're doing that, you're a try-hard. Stop. Be a normal college student. Uh, be like our past guest, Crowboy69. You know, you have a class where you go for a hike. Then you drink 80. It also helps if you go to college in Colorado. So. Yeah, in Grand Junction, Colorado, which is 
I think he went to less of a school than I did, but another topic, another day. To each their own. Hey, Matt, we uh, we broke a world record recently, right? You were there. You remember yep. being there. Yep. Matt was the guy uh, behind the curtain helping me unveil it. What we did was uh, the world's largest rum and coke. We have good ties to uh, a local distillery here that makes rum and moonshine. And, yeah, we were able to set the world's largest record for rum and coke. It was over 500 gallons. But I wanted to bring this up not only because, you know, a little pat on our back, let our listeners know what we've been up to in between the sodes, episodes, that is. Um, please don't leave. Please keep listening. Please don't unfollow us. Um, but I am so tired of hearing people's suggestions. I'm, I'm usually not a person that takes constructive criticism very well, but I've actually been pretty good in this role with that company, and I try my best to hear everybody out, but it's gotten to the point where it was like thousands of people there, so naturally you run into people, and it's like everyone just has a complaint or has a suggestion on how we should have set the world record. It's like, hey, hey, you know what? Nobody is stopping you from you setting the world record for our largest rum and coke. So if you want to go do it, you're welcome to figure out your logistics however you want. It, it was like I I would get these questions and like I'm not doing the distilling like you are, but it'd be like, why didn't you use spiced rum? And I was like, oh, yeah, they were going to spend time basically infusing spices into rum so that it can be drank at huge quantities for a charity. It's like if you're going to get, I said it before, if you're going to get the to eat out of the world's largest hamburger, don't expect a good hamburger. It's not going to be good. And it was still a pretty decent drink. Yeah, well, that's the problem, too, is people clearly just glossed over the fact that, hey, we said it's a rum and Coke. We never said it was a spiced rum and Coke. It's actually a Cuba Libre. And if you look that up, that is silver rum and Coca-Cola. Oh, thank you. And so that's what we did. And... Yeah, people are just, they're just so blind to themselves sometimes. And then uh, I'm just so tired of hearing people's suggestions like, thanks, but no thanks. Maybe I'm just worn down because, of course, I get all the suggestions, like being involved in the role I was. Speaking of which, I actually got to speak on a microphone in front of like 3,500, 4,000 people. I actually heard last night another fucking suggestion. It was like, Somebody was like, they're like, man, you sounded like really dull and monotone on the microphone. It's like, okay, you ever spoke on a microphone in huge speakers and then you can hear yourself relay? It takes a second to get used to. Yeah, I, I would get that if it's like, oh, if you're a musician or something that's used to it. Yeah. Uh, and then, then the finally, I was just like, you know, I didn't even do a sound check, by the way. And so you wouldn't know anything got, about a fucking sound check. Yeah, handed a mic and then. The background of making the rum and coke was kind of interesting because, like, we got there and there was, like, there wasn't an easy way to do this. Uh-uh. There probably was, but we didn't do it. Uh, well, so we, that's why we had, like, 40 volunteers. Yeah, we. so there was a, what's that, a 600-gallon tank? 550, yeah. Five, 550, and there was this 12-foot-tall ladder, and it was <laughs> up on a stage. And, like, we get there, and there's just pallets of Coca-Cola in two liters and they're like okay we're gonna dump these into five gallon buckets and then hand them up the ladder um mm-hmm. matt go up on the ladder and i was like all right why are we having the guy that's not super comfortable with heights and not very coordinated just up on this yeah, ladder you injured yourself yeah you, ha- you managed to yeah. injure yourself if you have aids um <laughs> and you went to hairball i take no 
blame for it. <laughs> There's the gay AIDS and the, then the non-gay the AIDS. Non-gay AIDS, <laughs> but I was up there, to, and, like, Jordan was doing most of the hard work because he had to, like, lift the buckets up onto the top of the container, and then I would just, like, dump it in and then throw it down to someone, and then they would fill it back up, but it was, like, 550 gallons, you do the math, that is, like, 110 five-gallon buckets dumped in, and I was, like, dumping it in. It's getting probably, like, 90% full, and someone just goes, Matt, you're bleeding, and I was, like, shh. <laughs> That's what the AIDS comment was about a moment ago, people. <laughs> yeah, and, but, yeah, I mean, the rest of the night was awesome bands played. We made a lot of money for charity. Um, that's the other thing. People, I think, just also didn't understand that this was for charity. It's not like we're setting the world's largest rum and coke just so we can get drunk and be assholes. We did it for charity. So it's just like, I don't really care what you think about it. It's for charity. You're just <laughs> donating to charity. Like, calm down, remain calm, and promptly step back. Well, so someone was like, I would just uh, rather have donate the $5 and I didn't need the rum and coke. It's like, that was an option. Yeah, nobody forced you. <laughs> yeah. You could say, hey, here's $5 for Furry Friends Rock and Rescue. You just see Matt. Hey, open your mouth. Drink this <laughs> rum and coke. You know what? You paid for it. You're getting it. <laughs> I was Get just, over here. But, I mean, the night went on. I mean, we had some drinks. It was fun. And went over to another bar that's adjacent to the arena. And this is like, I was with Alec and... Everyone knows the podcast. They know Alec, and I'm sitting there with Alec and Sam, his girlfriend, and and Joe, friend of the podcast, yeah. and <laughs> and Sam's mom, like sitting there, and had a couple drinks at this bar, and then I'm like getting ready to. We were gonna go to another bar. It's like okay, and like we we're kind of like waiting a little bit, and I see this guy who's just fully asleep, <laughs> like sitting, and, and I'm like, I was like, this guy was being. A, he literally, we ordered pizza, and we were sitting there at our table and like we were all done eating but there was like three pizza pieces left and he just came up and grabbed two pieces and he's like thanks guys and like walked away what a jackass yeah this guy is fast asleep and like that probably prompted me to do what i did i actually saw a guy a uh, face plant at that same bar like right out in front i was like i'm not helping him. <laughs> maybe now you'll agree drinking has its benefits <laughs> you just said that uh, now, if you don't mind, this is what this guy said. It's time for the liquor to take effect. No. <laughs> this guy, so I'm like, I'm like leaving. I'm like, hey, I hate to be this guy, but uh, like telling one of the bouncers who's probably less than five feet away from this guy, like behind him, <laughs> just had like, no clue he was I'm, there. I'm like, that guy's fast asleep, and he's like, oh, okay. And then like something happened where I was still like hanging out, and then I go over. And I'm, like, kind of, like, hanging back, and the bouncer goes and, like, tries to wake the guy up, and he's just... <laughs> <laughs> and, like, finally wakes up, and the, he's like, hey, you got to leave. He's like, I'll do a Bud Light. <laughs> <laughs> like, All right, this guy tries to order a, a beer <laughs> I was from like, the bouncer. Dude, such a power move to get kicked out of a bar and order a beer. <laughs> from the bouncer. We're a big power move podcast, and that's... Definitely atop the list. Also a power move. So we left that bar, went to another bar. You know, we like to hit the joints up every once in a while. Um, so Matt does this thing where he just doesn't really use, like, common sense or, like, his brains because it's you know, it was about 18 deep at this point. I'm like, hey, it's getting late. We should probably get a ride home. We're drinking responsibly, so we want to get a ride home. And, you know, it's 
it's like a little earlier than when everybody else is going to leave, try to beat the rush. So Matt and I walk outside, and I'm like, all right, where's the Uber at? And you're like, it'll be here in 16 minutes. I'm like, <laughs> why did we come outside? Okay, first off, it was a lift because I can't get a ride from Uber because my rating is so low. That's banned. Was there a second off? Um, I just thought it'd be faster, but apparently there was like six Ubers in the entire 100,000 metropolitan area of this. Yeah, people can't afford to eat, but got job openings left and right. But I did, I went in for a pig wheel, similar to roulette. We played pig wheel here in North Dakota. You can kind of gamble. Yeah, I lost all for charity earlier. Well, I went in, I put $20 down. That's kind of what you have to, you know, somewhat of a minimum, I guess, or a maximum, I guess. And uh, the, the person spinning it was like, um, this is the last spin. And I was like, I don't give a shit. Like, I'm going to gamble at all on the last spin then. So you know me, I like to... Gamble on 23. Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan, all the greats were 23. I mean, I did. I was a middle linebacker. Who does that? I do. So I gambled heavily on it. 23 hits. I win like close to $300. Then she's wearing a Kansas State sweater the day they beat uh, TCU in the Big 12 championship. So I gave her a pretty hefty tip. I was like, thanks for spinning that perfectly to land on 23. So as Matt was outside having a few heaters with the local drunks. <laughs> this is the first cigarette I've had in almost two years. Just smoking cigarettes with people I just met from Linton. It's no bong. It's for my schlong. <laughs> and yeah, so then we then we got home and it was, we set a world record. I won some money. Ooh, saw that, people faceplant. Matt got drunk. Another great part is when we're... The Lyft driver's taking us to my house, <laughs> and Jordan's like, hey, do you got another ride after? He's like, yeah, I got one I could accept, and he goes, could you just take me to my house? And, like, you hear Jordan, like, take out his wallet and, like, go through. He's like, I got $13. He's like, yeah, let's do it. And I was like, ah, great move. The oldest trick in the book <laughs> to say you only have $13 when in the other pocket you have 200 and Oh, I never thought about that. Yeah, it's yeah. like the it's like the uh, the garage sale move. Oh where yeah, where put, Matt has eleven dollars in one pocket and two hundred in the other. I only have eleven dollars. And then you pull it out, and then yeah. and they believe you. Yeah, oh, that's like fantastic. A, act like a poor kid, but set a world record. Had a pretty good time. Uh, unlike this person, Facebook Marketplace. You know, we like to talk about it every once in a while. So we came across this a while ago, and basically uh, somebody. Has a 2005 um, Dodge Caravan minivan, pretty much for sale. It was for $500. Um, it's got like 180,000 miles on it. But there's just one thing about the picture: uh, the front ho hood is dented, the bumper's kind of all messed up, and there is a dead deer on top of this thing. Um, and then, so I, I showed it to Matt. We were laughing at it. Some of these comments are ridiculous. Ha ha. We seen it driving in Mandan this past weekend. Tell me you're from North Dakota without telling me you're from North Dakota. And then they have a picture of that van just in a parking lot with <laughs> that, a deer on top. That's the best part about it is that you think that someone posted it as a joke. Nope. No. 100% serious. Then you have Giovanni here. Nothing gets by Gio. Oh, that's how it got dented in the front. Gio, get it together. So... What I'm saying is, you know, if it were a really nice deer that they wanted to get professionally done by a taxidermist, we know not one but two who are perfect for the job. 
want to give a big thank you to our sponsor this week, Ridgeline Taxidermy. Our guys Lance and Brant have been lifelong outdoorsmen and friends who have decided to set up shop and offer their services with Ridgeline Taxidermy. You're going to want to trust us on this one. We went to check out their setup ourselves, and I was able to pick up my mule deer European mount that turned out beautifully. Lance and Brant have quick yet transparent turnaround time, depending on your choice of services, where they apply their style of new age taxidermy. To them, you won't just be another number. They want each and every project they take on to be meaningful and personable so you can share that story forever. Make sure you check out their work for yourselves on the social media at Ridgeline Taxidermy or give them a call. Lance is at 701-527-7501 or give Brant a call. He's at 701-217-9323. Thank you once again to our sponsor this week, Ridgeline Taxidermy. It was sweet. Matt checked out the, the shop. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Um, as someone that doesn't hunt, I can say that they put in a lot of work, and it was sweet. Yeah, they're basically two guys uh, just like us who uh, basically have a dream of owning their own business, being involved in something they really enjoy doing, that being you know, hunting, fishing, getting outdoors. Uh, so, yeah, give them a call. Check them out. They did a really nice job with mine. Uh, Matt was able to hold it, kind of check it out. It, it was almost to the point, I, I don't mean to toot my own horn here, but it was questionable that I didn't get a shoulder mount. But to each their own, they do the shoulder mounts. Uh, I got a European mount. I like that style better, and they did a really good job on it. So if that's something you're in the market for, make sure you check out Ridgeline Taxidermy. I want to talk about, like, the gold rush. Okay. You know how people, they moved to California, they moved to Alaska for the gold rush. I recently became across this thing that was called the Great Weed Rush of 2010. Great weed rush. When everyone moved to Colorado because they were like the only state that legalized weed. Like it still is the only state. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Around these parts. And I think that's it's kind of like a trend that happens because if you look at it like Bozeman, okay, people are moving to Bozeman or like buying up land in Bozeman. And it comes a lot, Kevin Costner. Oh, God. It's, it didn't glorify the, the Montana lifestyle in Yellowstone. We wouldn't have all these hippies moving out there. Yeah, it's... Well, too, it's like in like the Deadwood, Rapid City area. It's happening in another one, like our friend Lasro Lopez from Austin. That's a pretty like pretty conservative red state. And then, of course, I'm I'm calling it, and I'm quoting this myself: the Joe Rogan migration. Joe Rogan <laughs> moved there. Everyone else is starting to move there. Yeah, a lot of people have actually moved to Austin. It seems to be um, a new creative artsy uh hub so to speak which is like brings me to my next point it's like why do people live certain places we talked about it with our last guest james camacho you can check it out on our last episode but like why do you live certain places like there's 10 million people packed into the new york area we're just we're just small-minded north dakotans matt we're just used to the tundra and open roads. It's like, uh, what's going to be next? Like, where are people move next? Do you have any idea? Like, what what do you think? Am I supposed to guess here? Yeah, I mean, I'm just spitballing. Um, okay, they're not going to go into the Pacific Northwest. That's not going to be the region somebody moves to. It's also, maybe, maybe not. Is it the Midwest? Let's break it down by region here. Are they going to move somewhere in the Midwest? I'm going to go with no. 
Yeah, I, I just feel like I'm thinking like Omaha, Minneapolis, Milwaukee. Birmingham, Alabama. That's close to where I was thinking. I was thinking kind of like the Georgia, Florida line. Life is a highway. What if we started a band called Georgia, Florida line? <laughs> just get a cease and desist <laughs> right away. <laughs> We're making a t-shirt, Georgia, Florida line in their logo and just waiting until we get the cease and desist. Yeah, let's make it a... Uh... Georgia Bulldogs, but it's colors. like there's there's some like areas that I'll call like but I don't know I don't know like that it's never gonna happen like no one's gonna be like Albuquerque New Mexico no, here no. we come you can take Albuquerque out right now I'll tell you that for free drove through one time not great um, nothing special apparently the house that Breaking Bad like I was gonna go to that uh they had to put a fence up I, around it because people kept going and throwing pizzas onto the roof I was like yeah I should go check out the house and then of course you know, travel, I'm, like, running behind on where I want to be, and I'm like, I've never even watched Breaking Bad, like, religiously. Why would I go check out yeah. the house? But it's like, these... <laughs> Why did I think that was a good idea? Yeah, it's like, that's like me being in New York and, like, I'm gonna go over to New Jersey and see the Sopranos set. <laughs> They're like, it's like I've watched one episode. <laughs> I, I, I just, like, it's weird. It's, like, the migration of humans... And the fact, like, people are leaving L.A. and leaving New York because it's like, oh, yeah, you don't need to be a finance bro anymore. You can just work online. Fin bro. Yeah, and fin bro. Yeah. Um, but I think there's just places around this country that are, like, super overlooked that are going to become, like, monstrous. Boise, Idaho. It's too close to Montana, though. I think Coeur d'Alene is, is, like, the Bozeman area. I had a friend that lived in Coeur d'Alene. And he moved back here, and I was like, oh, why'd you move? He's like, it became just too expensive. Like, our apartment rent doubled in a like, like I quit buying toilet paper weeks ago because I can't afford it. <laughs> you don't want to live that lifestyle. Uh, it's, I mean, it's. I just think it's fascinating, like, the way, like, people, the Joe Rogan migration, people are moving from L.A. to Austin, Texas in droves. Boston, Texas, we've been there. I think, like... Vegas would be like a fun, like the outskirts of Vegas. I heard is nice, but then you also get the riffraff nope, of nope. Vegas, so that can't be it. Can't go to Utah because it's Utah. Yep, Salt Lake City's I, already too big. Wyoming, there's no other place in Utah to go outside of like Jackson Hole. I mean, I have a cousin in Cheyenne, I think, and unless you Cheyenne, like, Wyoming is not going to grow. Yeah, it's one of those things. Like Omaha could go. Chicago is already huge. Yeah, you can't count Chicago. It's already blown. People Detroit, have already migrated to Detroit, Chicago. everyone migrated there and then left, and so <laughs> half of it's abandoned. That's true. Nashville is just such a nope, music too hub. too big. Too big. It's got to be smaller than that, I feel. What, do, what would you think about, like, Raleigh, North Carolina? You said Nashville. I say Asheville, North Carolina. See, like that. Microbrewery capital of the world, apparently. The United States. Like something something like that. Bunch of bros. But, like, Mr. Beast lives in North Carolina, so I'm surprised, like, a bunch of people, like, haven't tried to, like, move there and be like, I'm going to become the next him. It's like, you're not going to become the next him because. Yeah, North Carolina just churns out YouTube (laughs) talent. What? (laughs) You think about it, it's like Louisiana. There's, like. So I work in, like, the title industry, and there's places, Kentucky and West Virginia, that are so off the grid that they don't even do it. They're like, yeah, we don't do title work there it's just like you kind of kind of a hand agreement you kind of stake your claim and that's your property then it's like where's my property line it's like i don't know you choose you sound upset however far the guy chases you off with a gun pennsylvania too cold too amish 
Arkansas, maybe? Or Kansas? I think Texas is just, like, the hotbed for it. Because you got, like, San Antonio and... I don't know, Matt. It's a good question. I've always thought about, though. But I'm, like, writing off, like, different places, and I'm like, what the hell is left? Kansas? Basically, you can't really say anywhere in Arizona, because, like, Phoenix, everybody's moving to Phoenix for a while. I don't know if they still are, but then you can break it down to Scottsdale, Glendale, Mesa, Tempe. It's, like, all one thing. Yeah. It's all it's all the same. There's hot chicks in Tempe. Scottsdale's expensive. Glendale can be sketchy. That's all you need to know. Also, you live in Tucson. You're an hour away from there. It's like you're close everywhere. It's like where's going to be the next hotbed? I don't know. You, you don't look, know. Are you looking to buy some real estate or something? No, I just I'm interested in that stuff for some reason. But, yeah, I don't get it. I got a hot take for you. Hit me. The Cavender twins, not that hot. Hot take. What do you think about it, Matthew? The idea of the Cavender twins, very hot. That they're twins? Yes. Them as individuals, I can see that. I mean, it's just they got all the videos of them in their basketball gear. They're probably all sweaty, and, and I don't like it. I think they're athletic, mildly good-looking. They're blondes. I think they're attractive. I just I don't see the craze. You know, I'm not seeing I mean, it. Like they I'm have not... millions of followers. Yeah, Why? The fact that they played basketball at Fresno State and then NIL became a thing, and they're like, oh, what could we get in Fresno? Well, okay, sponsored by Jimmy Cheffo's Meth Lab. <laughs> uh, it's like, there's nothing there. It's like, we're going to go to Miami and pursue our basketball career. No, you're going to go to Miami because people will pay you probably hundreds of thousands of dollars to promote their brand. As twins. And it's like it's not like you're gonna go to the WNBA. And that's another topic too. It's like the WNBA. They were like, we want the same revenue share. Okay, that's fine. I get that. That's fair. They did a breakdown of it, and the fact that every WNBA loses a certain amount, they're like, okay, every franchise does. Yeah, it's like okay, you want the same revenue share? Fine. You each owe us twelve thousand dollars <laughs> to play for the team. Yeah, you can pay your dues first of each month. Exactly. It's like. You should be happy you're playing basketball for a living. I hate to be like, I'm not trying you, to sound sexist. You take a towel for the showers, extra five bucks. Take a yeah. shower, ten bucks. Well, there's certain teams like Minnesota Lynx, they do well. They sell a shitload of tickets. Those people should get the same revenue share. But if you're in like a like Oklahoma City or I don't even know where an NBA team is. Yeah. Las Vegas has one, LA Sparks. There you go. But LA like Here we go again on these cities. Like Jerry Buss owned the LA Sparks and sold them because he was like, this is not profitable. The businessman is selling them like Jerry Buss, who historically traded the Chrysler building in New York for the Los Angeles Lakers. Maybe the best trade in history. That's pretty good. So do most NBA owners, are they just like, that's their hobby? Like they just really enjoy women's basketball. So we're just like, we'll just incur the loss. I think most of the owners in the WNBA are owners financially illiterate oh sorry. Well, either that or they own a different franchise so it's like okay i own the las vegas aces i think it is mm -hmm. but i also own the vegas golden knights so it's like okay i will use my winnings from here because we went there and drinks were like 40 dollars yeah and we'll just pay off the stuff we're losing from the aces like i drinks ridiculous. yeah he's gonna justify paying $35 for one cocktail. It's, I can't do it. Cavender, Cavender Twins, in my opinion, hot take. Not that hot. Cold. 
hot cold take that I don't like. You know, I just don't see the craze. That's all I gotta say about it. You know, let's let's keep this thing. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I I don't follow them. They come up on like my like page because it's they're chicks and they're in like swimsuits and so yeah, it it pops up. What pops up? Chicks in swimsuits. It's no bong. It's for my schlong. Um, I had a dream, and this is fresh last night. A fresh dream recap here, people. I uh, so hold, I on. hold on, hold on, hold on. Fresh dream beep. recap. I uh, woke up this morning at like four thirty. Had a little bit of issues with the nachos, and then uh, <laughs> <laughs> went back to bed. And I like woke up at mm, probably like seven. Fed my cat sandwich, and then went back to bed. And I woke up at like 9.30, just drool all over my pillow. And the dream I had was you Great. trying to convince me that we need to buy a plot of land on Mars. Well, we do. We need to think about it. Saying it would be a good investment because it will be livable by, get this, 2026. <laughs> Like giving a good sales pitch, at least. I was like kind of into them. Like, well, if it got them available. Also, was I pitching it to you to like personally invest in this, or were we going to take podcast funds? And I, then I, I didn't. We'll get be that. the proud new owners of a forty by forty plot yeah, on it's Mars. Like, it's like a, I already own some land in Scotland, one by one. Lord Matthew Cleary. Uh, but yeah, I was like, I like woke up and I was like kind of like befuddled, just like no. I was, like, almost going to, like, text you, like, we're not buying land on Mars, if you were ever thinking about it. I had a pretty intense dream the other night. I'm not going to share it. It's very inappropriate. Moral of the story, it started happy in pants, ended sad in pants. So I didn't really want to talk about it. Um, Where are we at? Am I up? Yeah. Okay. My final story here. Cleary's comments. This is No Brains, No Headache podcast. We're just bantering about random things here. It's our staple segment. We've been doing it from the beginning. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sticking with us here. I want to talk about uh, this Thompson High School down in uh, Alabama. They started eighth grader Trent Seaborn at quarterback in the Alabama 7A state championship game. Uh, This was back on November 30th. I found this on the page titled The Real NCAA Talk. I don't know. I feel like I should give them credit for it. So this dude was the eighth grader. He was actually replaced at the end of the third quarter and finished 12 for 14, 207 yards, and five touchdowns. Okay, so they were winning. He didn't get replaced. Yeah, so they ended up defeating uh, Thompson High School, defeated Auburn High School 49-24, so they had quite a cushion there. And he's also an eighth grader, so maybe they were going with like two quarterbacks. I don't know. And he ended up winning the game MVP, and he set a new state championship record with the five touchdowns. Um, apparently when he was handed the MVP award, he gave it to his wide receiver who caught four of his touchdowns. So a true team player, a few things to talk about. How crazy is that as an eighth grader stepping in and playing in Alabama high school football? Like it's not Alabama. I would say is in the top. You got Texas, Florida, California, Georgia, Alabama, I think. Like Pennsylvania, Ohio is pretty huge. Yeah, but. but that is like a top 10, and that's 7A. I think I just looked, 9A is the top, so that's... Oh, really? There's so much football in Alabama and, like, North Dakota. It's like, all right, here for the AAA, nine-man, <laughs> two flushers. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to get... Oh, 7A is the top. 
I was about to say, how do you go much higher than yeah. 7A? Also, I hate how they have the number 7 and then the letter A. I want 7As there. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Just 7A. <laughs> yeah, that's actually impressive. They play in the same district as Hoover High. Ooh, two-a-days? Yeah. Throwback Tur- nostalgia. Turns out, turns out the coach had a second family. Yeah, dude. <laughs> dude, but, that's insane. Like, if you think about... Anyone around here in eighth grade that could play? I was afraid of varsity until I got to varsity level. uh, Like, the thing... Those guys are so big, I can't compete with them. Exactly. It's like, even if, okay, an eighth grader is going to play, okay, he's like the fifth wide receiver, and he gets, like, a catch every two weeks. I mean... No, starting quarterback, and throws 12 passes, five of which go for a touchdown. I mean, I can show you the picture when we're done here. But, isn't, he like, isn't he like six four, like two? Well, 10 I don't have those stats right in front of me, but like I'm just looking at the picture. It doesn't look like they're really standing on anything. They got a really tall dude to his right, and then like another you know grown man to his left, and he's taller than one of them. I mean, I don't. He looks yeah. like he fills out his pads okay. Like he's got probably a big his, Adam's apple. It's probably his left tackle. That's just Speak, just a wagon of a team. Speaking of his Adam's apple, how much ass is this guy getting? Oh. He's got to be, like... He's in eighth grade. He's, like, like, 13, 14 years old, and there's got to be, like, 17, 18-year-old chicks in high school that are just throwing at him. I mean, whatever works, good for him. The old eighth grader is going to be at the high school party. How many minors is this guy going to get before he, before Dude, he graduates? Dude, no, no one in that town is going to touch him. They'll be like, oh, what's his name again? Uh, Hold on, sorry. Trent Seaborn. Yeah, they'll be like, they break up a party, and they're like, hey, Trent's here. They're like, sorry, have a good night. You know what? We're not going to touch this one. That kid is untouchable, and honestly, in five years, I would look for him to be the number one overall recruit in the nation. Look, I'm hung over two, all right? We're going to suck it up. We're going to put one in the end zone. Just like those cops in Varsity Blues. We're not going to arrest anyone. Just got to make sure nobody's drinking and driving. It's like, and then he steals the cop. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's Friday Night Lights, too, in the later seasons. They're like, this chick's trying to go in and buy beer. She's like, it's for my mom, and it legitimately was. <laughs> but then uh, the the running back comes in, and he's like, oh, yeah, I'll get it, and just, like, hands him an ID, and it's clearly just his own ID, and they're like, you played a good game last week. Here you go. <laughs> I that's That that kid can do whatever he wants. Or, like, back to the Varsity Blues scene. Uh, then the next day, the cop at the diner's like, and they were exposing themselves, and then Coach Kilmer's like, are my boys too hard for you? And he's like, oh, no, 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 no. you're good, you're good. <laughs> Pretty wild. Uh, good to, cool to see what college this guy ends up in in four years. Do you it, think he gets burnt out or like? Oh, I bet he goes to Georgia or something because Saban is. Saban is. Going to retire before then, I feel like. He's got like three or four, four years. more years in him maybe. And I just don't think Alabama's going to be the same. I think Georgia's kind of taking the place of that. Good. I want Georgia to be a dynasty for a long time to come. Trent Seaborn, you're welcome to join the dogs. Dogs on top. Uh, that's all I have for Cleary's comments. Yeah, man. let's 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 wrap it up. Let's get into something else. Uh, mini helmet fantasy football coming up next. Forget it, Donnie. You're out of your element. I don't believe it. Tommy just sold half a million brake pads. Tommy just sold a half a million brake Mini helmet fantasy football time. 
We got to go over our scores of week 14, see where Matt and I lie against each other. Had a bit of a doozy, I feel, judging by the look on Matt's face over here. Then, of course, we're going to choose our week 15 matchups. We're not going to waste any time this week. Matt, you mentioned a couple players I had uh, as you started scoring earlier. Judging by at least one of them, I put up at least 30 points. Why don't we go through the uh, the matchup and, and, and how, how did it look? Yeah, uh... I looked at, I just looked down when I started to score and I was like, Jordan had Austin Eckler and Justin Jefferson. Well, we'll try again next <laughs> week because you went Tom Brady 12.12 points. Oh, Tom is just terrible. And I had Jalen Hurts, so it was like 30 points. It's like, okay, if I was going off that, but I already looked at the Eckler Jefferson thing, so I was just fucked anyway. Yep. And then uh, Saquon, who is having a good year, didn't have a good game, 5.8. Uh, Christian Kirk. The Jaguars scored a shit ton of points. He did not score a lot of points. Yeah, it points. was like Zay Jones and Evan Ingram. We yeah. just lit it up. Evan Ingram was on our fantasy team, by the way, for the pod. Nice. Um, and then in the tight end spot, uh, Pat Firemuth had 10.8 points for you, and Noah Fant put up a big fat zero for me. So Pat Firemuth kind of been coming onto the scene the last couple of weeks. Um, so And then we get to the wide receiver position. Did you mention that? Oh, oh yeah. Justin, oh, Justin yeah, Jefferson, 27.8, just blew the doors off me. You won with Eckler and Jefferson. Okay, what was the final tally? 61.12 to 43.18, which 43.18 is about average. 61 might be the best all time. You didn't look up the, the record in your in your notepad record book? Oh, yeah, let, let me just go to the record. Matt's got to go to the... Yep, six sixty-one is the best of all time, beating fifty-eight point oh five. Nice, setting a record. So then Matt and I go back and forth every week, pretty much with these wins and losses. But what is it tally at now? Six to four. Yep. Okay, I'm up six four. We're gonna keep on gu- keeping on with the mini helmet fantasy football. Uh, we're gonna play it as long as we can. Might have to bend the rules a bit, but we're enjoying it. Hope you are too. Um, I guess I get a pick here first for week fifteen. Finally. A week with no buys. Obviously, we pulled out the Monday night game, which is between the Rams and the Packers. So none of their players will be chosen. But hey, you want to pick your lineups? You ready to? You just want to put that one behind you, Matt? Yeah. I mean, then you can't. You can't really. You get up first. Hit me with it. You can't, can't uh, look back. You just got to go forward. Any helmet fantasy football? We got the lucky sock here, representing all the helmets for the NFL. Whatever team you pick, you got to go with the player from there. Um, and you can't pick the same positions, obviously. So you got quarterback, wide receiver, running back, tight end. That's all you get. Makes for a doozy of a time. Let's get into it. Chiefs are right about. I marked it once I poke my finger. Okay, the Eagles. Oh, fuck. I'll take that. Uh, really got to go with the MVP favorite at this point, Jalen Hurts. I, I always do this thing where in my head I say there's some really good bets, and a couple weeks ago Jalen Hurts was still at like plus something, plus 100, plus something for MVP odds, and I'm like, really got to get on that now. I just looked earlier today. He's minus like 155 to win the MVP. He's my first pick, mini helmet, fantasy football. And Matt is just, <laughs> once again, he's looking in the bag. Gator don't play no shit. God damn it. Just a cheater, and he's still kind of like... <laughs> not even good at cheating i picked the jaguars again <laughs> again uh give me evan ingram 
Kings, nice. Kings stay Kings this week. Nice. That, you know, the Jaguars, like, say you kept your quarterback to the last spot. Trevor Lawrence has been playing well as of the last five weeks. The stats are there to prove it. And Travis Etienne just did unforgivable things to my butthole this last week. Well, for and, me, for and me not, it was and just... not in the good way. Okay, I got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers yet again. Oh, here you go, Matt. Here's the lucky sock. Oh, who do I go with here? Let's look. Let's let's get let's delve into it. Okay, I've uh, you have I've in the past I haven't done my due diligence. Okay, we got the Bengals visiting the Buccaneers Sunday afternoon game. I kind of want to check out the death chart here. I know I got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. I got Lenny or Rachad White, and their tight end is uh, popcorn vendor. Yeah, it's from it's, section one hundred and four. <laughs> Come yeah. on down. It's Tom Brady's trainer that they had an extra roster spot, so they're just like, eh. Their tight end is Cade Otten, Cameron Brate. They're tight end. Kyle Rudolph is on their team. Wow. Yeah, the corpse of Kyle Rudolph. Really interesting stuff. You know, I just you know, I'm going to be safe here. I got already got Jalen Hurts. I want a good wide receiver, so I'm going to take the guy who gets 1,000 yards every year. I want to go with Mike Evans. He would have had like a 75 yard touchdown in that Niners game if it weren't called, you know, called <laughs> yeah, back for a whole. That, that was pretty funny. That was the turning point <laughs> in the game because it was be like, wow, this is a really good game. Next thing you know, it's 35 seven. Lost to a backup. Greatest of all time. Not so great in 2022. What can you do? Matt, quit looking <laughs> in the sack, okay? You might have to get a mediator here. Oh, boy. The Buffalo Bills. So Matt wisely oh. kept his quarterback, running back, and wide receiver open. Josh Allen. Okay, we got a nice quarterback battle this week. Jalen versus Allen. Now that I, like, I'm having buyer's remorse, definitely should have picked Stephon Diggs there. <laughs> Okay, I got the Chargers for um, another week here. My positions are still tight end and running back, correct? Yeah. Okay, I'll take Eckler. Eckler will have... Do we go full point PPR? Or uh, I've just been doing half point. Whatever works, as long as it's all the same. In that case, oh, Eckler full, will only have 10 po- points for PPR. Yeah, I, I do full point for mine, but half point for yours. <laughs> I really do need to look into how the scoring is. And Matt is basically... Looking again, and of course he gets the Chiefs. Yeah, but I have running back and wide receiver. So basically, the two that you don't want for I'm gonna go Jarek McKinnon. It's because last week he absolutely dominated. What's wrong with the Chiefs face mask? You gotta did we fix that. It looks like you just got bent inwards, like when that dude in the longest yard just gets <laughs> kicked in the face mask. That's what's going on with our Chiefs mini helmet. Okay, I got the Raiders. What do I have? Tight end left. Uh, Fred Moreau or your boy Jacob Johnson, the fullback. So for those of you who may not know or, or maybe have forgotten since we've done it, the, the rules were amended slightly earlier this season saying, if you so desire, you can put a fullback in at your tight end slot. So I did that the last time I got the Raiders, I think. Uh, what did he have? Uh, one catch or one run for five yards? Uh, one catch for zero yards, 0. 0.5 points. Nailed it, but I'm not going to do that. If he would have been on my team, one whole point. This Foster Moreau character seems to be doing fine replacing Darren Waller, so that's what I'm going to go. What did with. I say, Fred Moreau? <laughs> Pretty close. Pretty close. Naga, Naga. Not going to work here anymore. Matt with his final pick. He's got the Jags, Bills, Chiefs so far. All AFC teams. Oh, Jerry Judy. 
I'm going to go with the Broncos, Jerry Judy. He had three tugs last week, so he's good for a three-target, zero-catch, zero-touchdown game. There's no way that that holds uh, here in our matchup mini-helmet fantasy football. We picked week 15, and I think that's about it for this episode. Yeah. uh, I don't have anything else to say. I'll run through the teams and we can get the hell out of here. Jordan, Jalen Hurts, Austin Eckler, Mike Evans, Foster Moreau, not bad. Not Matt, bad. Josh Allen, Jarek McKinnon, Jerry Judy, Evan Ingram. Okay, there's the mini helmet fantasy football matchup. Make sure you tune in next week for episode one thirty five. Yeah, I even uh, wrote that down. I nice. wrote it down wrong. Wrote it down. Wrote <laughs> down wrong and then crossed it out. <laughs> Matt definitely crossed it out. Why are you using the mini helmet fantasy football history books for jotting notes down? I do it on every one. I put the episode, so then I do the outro. Like, the outro where you can follow us on social media at NBNH Podcast, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. What kind of content have you been doing lately? Uh, I've been doing a lot of, like, random thing, random, like, movies, but then, like, trying to explain them for our life. Relate the movies to our lives, and that's mostly on TikTok. Matt's been taking it up. And then he feeds them to me for the old Instagram. So make sure you're following us there. And then make sure you're subscribing as well on Spotify, Apple, iHeart. Wherever you listen, make sure you hit that follow, subscribe button. We have episodes every single Tuesday. We haven't missed one in quite some time. Don't plan on doing it now. And so, yeah, check us out next week. Episode 135. Looking forward to it. It's a brand new day, and now I feel right. It's a brand new day, and now I see the light. It's a brand new thing, brand new bird. It's a brand-